I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. everybody and welcome to part two of Vicky Patterson The Secret 2. I am joined by the hilarious Sarah Kiwath and we've actually got a full podcast worth of questions to get through in part two because I decided to take a detour and talk about eggs and fannies constantly in part one. So hold on to your hats, it's going to be a... Bring it out in you, don't I? <laughs> It's going to be a fast ride. Yeah, mate, for some reason, every time I get round you, I just want to be a bit be a bit smutty and childish. I'm, I make you say the word fanny every time I see you and I don't know how I do it. <laughs> It, I mean, I think maybe you're putting a little bit too much credit to yourself there. I say Fanny a lot. No, I think it's me. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'll do. You can take that. You didn't know what a Fanny was before we met. That felt, that felt weirdly threatening, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I made you who you are today. <laughs> brilliant let's go let's go all the way back mate let's take it before eggs before fannies not before the Tudors I can't go that far back Mm -hmm. but let's go back to your early life um and I I I love how you got into comedy I think it's um I mean honestly just like you it's super organic it's dead honest but you you made a conscious effort to become funny at school to take control of like sort of awkward situations and bullies and stuff didn't you Mm mm-hmm I uh do you know what? I'm, I think I'm, I'm so self-deprecating that I think I went into secondary school. I went to like a different school to all of my mates <laughs> and I went in and I had a little look at myself in the mirror before I left. And I was like this sort of really awkward, like, uh, like tomboyish. I was like trying to grow up my hair because I was like, shit, like I, I don't, I look like a little boy. Uh-huh. And I like literally looked at myself before I set off on that first day and was like, yeah, they're going to bully the shit out of you, mate. Like, <laughs> so I like went in like so aware, like arms open, like go on then hit me. <laughs> Um, and just like I think at that point was like the only the only defense for this is to is to do it I mean I guess that's what I was doing I was I was doing it before they could do it yeah so I just became a fucking weirdo <laughs> so that they were like ah oh, you're fucking weird I'd be like yeah I know on purpose <laughs> it's my USP but you kind of exactly you got ahead of them in a sense didn't you like you made the jokes yeah. that you thought they would be tempted to make and you owned sort of mm-hmm. who you were and and all the rest of it you got ahead of them did you feel like did you still did you feel like you took control of the situation oh absolutely yeah. not because <laughs> children are so mean children are vile. children are so mean children are horrible no i know there's no there's no taking control of that situation because you can't you can't 
anticipate, even though I was a child, you can't anticipate how creative children are at being me. They find things you haven't even noticed. Sometimes, mate, it's not even creative. Like, sometimes the cruelest things are the obvious things that, you know, like, adults <laughs> yeah, are just yeah. far too, um, like, far too polite and, like, grown up to mm-hmm. say. I remember when we could still mix households and stuff, sitting in a house with a friend of mine who's got a child who's about seven. And we were just having a nice time. We were watching Harry Potter and um, they she turns to me and she looks at my face really intently, just side profile, and she goes, why have you got so many spots? <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's just a question, isn't it? It's just, I want to know the answer to this. It's not, there's no part of that kid's mind that thinks that that's like offensive no. or like, it's just a question. Yeah. What's what's going on with your face? Yeah, like, she hasn't got those. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like her skin, God damn it, was crystal clear. Yeah. Um, give me it. And so she wanted to know why mine was different. And like, uh, yeah, I know I did for a brief second. I was like, your mum is a bit of a slag. I'm going to tell her all the stories about her. <laughs> But I thought that's, that's what I'm going to do now. Are you, are you going to get stories about your mum when she was younger? Um, so no, uh, yeah. looking at that kid, like, you wait till you hit puberty. I'm going to be right here. <laughs> yeah, just you wait. So no, I honestly was, y- y- you can't, like, take it to heart, I suppose, as an adult. But as a kid, like, you can't, you can't, you can't be you can't make that like difference like they are so cruel Mm -hmm. and they have an exact way of picking on anything that makes anyone different because they just don't understand differences do they as kids yeah that's the thing and you just have to point it out Mm -hmm. i remember one boy just like looking at me in a lesson once and just going you've got really hairy arms and i was like yeah you're right (laughs) i do he's he's do you know what he's fucking right looking around at all the other girls arms like shit (laughs) I've got really fucking hairy arms. And I have this existential crisis in the middle of English. Like, fuck it. Like, shit, I'm a, I'm a gorilla. Also, I don't have that hair. Like, you can see it a little bit on the camera. I've got quite wild blonde hair on my arms. But I'm not. I'm not a monster. <laughs> Sarah, you're actually so fair. That's ridiculous. I'm very, I'm very fair. But he just, he, he said it that day and I, I think about it all the time. What was his name? Let's Go give on. him a shout out on here. I can't remember his surname. His first name was Ashley. Oh, Ashley. Ashley, if you are listening... Fuck you, Ashley. You're a dick, mate. You're a real... Yeah, you're a dick. (laughs) You're a dick then, and I assume you're a dick now. Yeah, we have no, like, research done, but I'm assuming once a dick, always a dick. And you'll be a fully grown man now, so I can only imagine the state of your arms. (laughs) Oh, we've really gone down a hair shaming root here haven't we like just for any if we have, yeah, yeah let's mo- move on to something slightly lighter yeah i mean if you've got hair i've got hairy arms that's the truth mm. of the situation but i'm not afraid I'll, I'll admit it on this podcast i haven't if you've got hairy arms no i'm looking now, sarah i haven't got hairy arms well good for fucking you good God, for you. shit i've really touched a nerve i'm gonna <laughs> um, no I, do you know what i've got mate i've got hairy toes have you yeah like a little hobbit oh I've got hairy toes, but only a little bit of hair on the toes. It's right on me big one, and honestly, it's just grotesque. Is it? Yeah, I've not got the nicest feet anyway, so coupled with like the fact that I've always lost a toenail or something's always wrong, and then you've just got all of these mm. like big black hairs sprouting out my toe, it's really gross. So, I mean, if Ashley had seen how, them... How do you manage that? Oh, I've started to shave them. Do you? I do as well. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Toes or arms? Sh- uh, no, toes. 
Down to the arms. No, there's no reason to. No. Don't care what Ashley said. You've got lovely arms. Slippery slope, that, isn't it? Yeah, before you know it. Like, yeah. Fuck you, Ashley. I can't say it enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so good to know that you're over it, though, and that childhood trauma really didn't have any lasting effects. Yeah, yeah, completely over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely fine. <laughs> got a picture of Ashley on the wall. Throwing darts at it. <laughs> right. So I think I pretty much know the answer to this. But do, do you think mm. you use comedy as a defence mechanism? No. <laughs> yeah, I did. definitely did. Yeah, of course. But I think most most comedians, I think most people that kind of find themselves in comedy are um, have felt slightly uh, vulnerable and used... I think that's how you learn to be funny. Mm. Uh, and that's why you get so many sort of interesting and uh, strange and also slightly flawed um, characters in the comedy industry is that it is, it is people who are sort of hiding insecurities and, and using humour to... Um, to deflect something, to draw attention away from a thing that they're worried people will say or notice or talk about. Do you know what, mate? It's so weird to say that, like, through the 10 years I've had in the industry and various jobs I've been lucky enough to do, including the one I met you on, Coach Trip, but, like, even more panel stuff where comedians are very, like, they're there in abundance, aren't they? Mm. It's so strange for me to see because I... I'm a big fan of stand-up comedy, like, more often than not, when I meet a comedian, I've seen them in something, you know what I mean? And I'm really excited, and I do do a bit of a fangirl thing, and I'm so full-on as it is as a person, like, I'm like, oh, my God, I loved when you did that, and, like, live at the Apollo, and, mm. oh, mate, and that joke, ow, ow, and whatever the joke is, you know what I mean? I fucking recite it back to them, like, I must look like a leader. Yeah. But I am often far too much for these comedians and I'm so shocked to see them visibly recoil and so taken aback because that version of them on a stage where they're uber confident and full of energy is is a performance isn't it mm. yeah yeah and it takes it takes a lot of energy yeah. I think that's like there's a lot of preservation I think a lot of comedians seem very extroverted and then are actually quite introverted and um and, and shy yeah when they're not in control because it's that it's that control thing of like You've got the microphone, you've got the power, and mm. everyone's looking at you. Um, and it's uh, it's hard to maintain that. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. That's, it's the weirdest thing. I think that's why comedians are suffering so much during this. I mean, I, I, everyone is suffering, but it's that, that that high of having that moment of, like, that is that is the comfort zone, even though most people would look at it and be like, that is the, that is my idea of hell, standing up and trying to make people laugh. For a lot of comedians, it's the, I think it's the only time they can kind of feel slightly invulnerable. I think that would fill me full of dread. Mm. Like, the couple of times I've been asked to do anything on a stage, like, even, like, Piers in Magaluf or something, and people have been like, if you just go behind the DJ box and shout, who's getting mortal, my heart fills. <laughs> like, I swear to God, like, back in the day, I absolutely loved them. There's no shame in my game. I'd still go back to Magaluf. <laughs> if I had the opportunity, I would still go yeah. back and do those gigs. No one wants to see a thirty-five-year-old. They're like, I would, I would love to see you. I'd love to see you just really like hating everything. Being like, but everyone's like, go on, shout it, shout it, Vicky. Your face turns from misery to fake happiness. (laughs) Oh, who's getting more? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Honestly, I just was so... Because I, I, I really think people think I'm confident and stuff. And one-on-one, I love chatting mm. to you. But yeah, doing what you do for a living would fill me full of fear. So it's mad to think that that's where you thrive. But in a one-on-one situation, mm. right, I have found so many of my interactions with comedians downright awkward. Whether that's because oh, I'm, yeah. I'm so full on and like I li- literally they just look at me and think oh my god like you are the type of person I want to avoid or whether it's because like you say like they're actually quite introverted and shy and they struggle when they're not on stage yeah I mean I think in some ways like I mean you, you remember meeting me on Coach Strip like mm. the first few days of being there I was like oh my fucking god I got no idea what to say to any of these people but you're like you're like my ideal person in that situation because you I mean I, I hope that you don't take offence for this you can fucking talk, mate. Like, and that's great. Cause sometimes I just need someone to talk at me and I'll be like, yeah, I'm listening. I'm interested. I'm going to have something to say to you in a couple of days. I'm going to have so much to say to you. Give me two days and I'll speak back. <laughs> just biding our but, time, making us wait for it. <laughs> yeah, but that's, like, I've, had, I've had gigs where I've had to convince the door staff that I'm the comedian because I turn up and I'm, you know, small and I'm a bit shy and I walk up and go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm performing tonight. And they'll look at me like, are you really? And I'll be like, no, I am, yeah. Yeah, are you really or promise. have you lost your mum yeah yeah i've had a bit of that <laughs> Pricks. oh there's a small boy they do an announcement has anybody lost a child <laughs> i'm there i'm there like scratching at their legs like i'm the comedian <laughs> i'm so pleased you brought a coach to, you know because i feel like God, it feels like a different world. Like now, if you if you suggested cramming sort of twenty <laughs> celebs into such a small space, there would be public outcry. But back then, it was just uh, the norm. Did you like the experience overall? It's your first TV job, properly. Like, like especially reality TV. What did you think? I fucking hated it. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. It was no. I had I had I had really there was really like lovely moments. I don't know, like had really enjoyable times. The first few days, I was like, I have made such a fucking mistake. Mm. I was like, I and there was a bunch of reasons why I agreed to do it. Uh, one of the biggest ones was like, I, I hate to say it, but it was it was like a financial thing. Like it was massively to do with that, and I. And it was so fucking random, the whole thing. Because, like, I knew Francis and we got on well. But, like, getting a phone call from my agent and then being like, oh, Francis Ball from Maiden Chelsea would like you to come on a coach with him around Europe. And I was like, I, that is, I, I thought that was a joke. <laughs> uh, and at first I was like, mm, I don't think, that, that, I don't know if I want to do that. And then they, then they sort of told me a bit more information. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm they like, told yeah. you I was going to be there, didn't they? That's what happened. No, they didn't. They oh. didn't. If they told me, I would have definitely said no. <laughs> dick but I I yeah I found it really hard uh because it was I mean there was elements and I think it was slightly addressed in the in in the sort of edits of the the show and stuff but um it was it was hard like with everyone else knowing each other like that was kind of a a weird one and I am not 
I think I was overthinking it the whole time about like things to say and things to do. I'd sort of lost, I've said it a few times where it felt like I was back at at school or university Mm. where I felt very, um, I was putting pressure on myself Mm -hmm. to like be more sociable or like say things. I was like, just say something, just do something, Mm -hmm. just be, be like everyone else. They're, they're so comfortable. They're so confident. Like, why can't you do it? And I think eventually I got to a point, maybe I was just so tired where I was like, I actually, I cannot be fucked to try anymore. <laughs> and that's what it, that's what it got better. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think um, it took me, it took me uh, probably about that first week to kind of settle in. And I think it took a few of the other people there about a week to figure out what I was about. And I think that that's, I, yeah. it's an interesting thing that um that I hadn't quite anticipated but like should have done because it's kind of it makes a lot of sense but I I live in a world now I kind of exist the social circle that I have and the friends I have are very queer gender queer a lot of my friends are non-binary I have like a gang of little boys who all look like me and like it was it was the first time since university since school that I found myself in a space where like it was it was very much like that sort of Love Island, yeah. like Geordie Shore thing, where, where it's like the boys are boys and the girls are girls, and there's not. Yeah. And I found myself very sort of conscious of my occupying that space in between, in a way that I hadn't in a yeah. very long time, and that was quite a just a, just a strange, quite affronting experience for me to sort of remember that there is like that 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 is actually kind of the wider world and I'm in a very sort of distinct bubble do you know what Sarah I had like no this makes me feel so sad because I knew you struggled mm. with it but like honestly full disclosure I struggled with it as well like mm. I, do, I don't care how m- much of a facade anyone puts on in those situations like if you've got half a brain right and you are used to being around like different, like it used to being around your friends and your family and the people you've chosen to spend your time with, being thrust into a small space and an intense schedule with people who you might know or you might have seen on TV, but ultimately you are not friends with. No. That is, that great, like that grates mm-hmm. on everybody. Like I sat there on that coach that first day and thought, I've made a fucking huge <laughs> yeah, mistake yeah. here. Do you know what, mate? I probably could, it probably would have been water off a duck's back when I was in my 20s, but I'm getting <laughs> exactly. to be a really old, miserable cow yeah. and I was on the wrong side of 30 when I did it. And I was thinking, I'm a bit too old to be on this fucking coach, you know? This is like, uh, Brendan, I didn't know how you do it, mate. I wish I'd had a bit of a phase in my 20s when, when I had that energy. I've never had it. <laughs> That's the thing. I could have been 19 years old on that coach thinking, I'm too old for this. <laughs> we've been so like so miserable about it but yes. I want to say I did love a coach trip I had we saw some amazing places mm. I'm so pleased you and Francis were there so, like for me and Scott in particular you absolutely made it um and yeah I'm I'm, I'm buzzing you as one very well-deserved winners <laughs> it's so ridiculous like it just feels like another life but no it was amazing and I yeah I'm sort of whinging about it but like to ultimately like I'm complaining about a situation in which I was very fortunate to be taken away and uh doing all these amazing things and seeing all these amazing places it was incredible and um and meeting very very nice people oh, such as yourself yes uh, we I can't do a compliment friends. without doing a strange voice I don't know if you noticed that <laughs> Um, no no I like it though it, it fits you perfectly <laughs> so I one of your questions is have you stayed friends with anyone from coach trip and like if you don't say me this podcast is going to take such a sour turn 
oh, it's going to get so awkward, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, more awkward oh, than before God, with the I've egg. Got power again. i got the power in my hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, and that was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, terrible. Yes, well, you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely you. Yeah. Uh, I talked to Vicky quite a lot, uh, uh, which is great. And she's lovely. Um, Francis Boo. Now, do you think that was your first and last for all into the world of reality TV? Or could we potentially see Sarah Keyworth on our screens and something else in the future? Dep- I think it would depend what it was. Is there any, any you've got a burning desire to do? Oh, I tell you what, I'd bloody love, I'd, I'd love, for the sake of my mother, I'd do Strictly Come Dancing. I would pay very good money to see you in sequence. Yeah, I would be so shit. <laughs> That it, it would be and it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be like funny shit it wouldn't be like ed balls where yeah. it's like oh but it's kind of endearing mm. and he's he's really bad but it's mm. quite funny it would just be shit <laughs> honestly mate i think I, i'm the same i think i'd be the first contestant to drive a professional dancer into a breakdown that's my <laughs> prediction I would give you such a run for that money. Like, I bet you if I did, right, the, the fella who gets me would be like, oh, yeah, quite young. Like, like the long, dark hair. Yeah, she loves a tan. Yeah, yeah. I bet you I've got that. She, she, likes, yeah. she likes music. Yeah. yeah. We, rhythm. We are going to be, they're going to think they're cooking on gas within half an hour and to mm. see my ironing board, like ironing board with arms, moves, <laughs> and they'll just be tearing their hair out. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, you have been an absolute pleasure. It's been so nice just on a, a selfish level to catch up with you properly because it's been too it's long. It's been lovely. Isn't it? Um, it's been so long. Before I let you go, here at Vicky Butters in the Secret 2, we like our lovely guests to impart a couple of little pearls of wisdom for our listeners. And um, mm. listening to you talk this week, it is so blatantly obvious that I want to know from you what your secret to having a laugh is i would i I think i'd just say just don't don't take anything too seriously and just like i suppose my advice is just whatever it is don't be a dick about it that's my advice (laughs) (laughs) whatever it is yeah well i mean great advice on any platform is don't be a dick so i'm sure people have learned a lot from that don't be a dick about it yeah you're welcome everybody I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do an agony on podcast from now on. Oh, it'll be incredibly successful. Well, uh, that was do you know what? Great <laughs> advice for every occasion, guys. So everybody, mm. that was Sarah Kiwaf, and I'm sure we'll all agree <laughs> she's not a dick. <laughs> I don't know if everyone would agree about that. <laughs> When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.